Well, hey, whether you stumbled onto my podcast or you've been a longtime listener, I'm glad you're listening. What is this podcast all about? Well, it's about people just like me, just like you, about age 60, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but you, like me, are trying to figure out how you're going to do life for this next 10, 20, 30 years. How are you going to stay healthy? What are you going to eat? Are you going to exercise? How are you going to do the things you really, really want to do in retirement? Uh, But most importantly, things that I think about go along these lines. How am I going to avoid assisted living? How am I going to maintain my independence? How am I going to enjoy life to its fullest until God says my time is done? Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Pushing 60 Aside with your host, Gene Fleming. He's an ISSA certified fitness trainer, a senior fitness specialist, and a nutrition coach. Uh, Pushing 60 Aside has always been about being healthy and maximizing our own opportunities as we merge into our, what I like to call, truly senior years. At 63, I don't feel quite like a senior yet, but chronologically speaking, you know, I am. But 73 is coming in just 10 short years, and we know how time flies, so I've got to think about everything I'm eating, uh, what exercise I'm getting, uh, what I'm doing with my doctor, uh, how I'm feeling, how I'm sleeping, you know, all of it, all of it. I have to I have to consider everything that goes into keeping my body and my mind healthy. I have to think about these things and, and have a strategy for them. But tonight I wanted to talk about weight. Weight. What a heavy subject, huh? You know, and I hate to admit it, but this is take two on this podcast because for the first time ever, right in the middle of recording, somebody called. (laughs) It happens, you know, it's just life and you have to roll with the punches. But I wanted to talk to you about weight and and I want to talk to you frankly about weight. I don't want to talk to you about your weight, but I want to just talk to you about um, weight and some of the things that go with that decision that many of us have made and sometimes made it many times in our lives that we need to do something about our weight. And so we talk to our friends that have had successful ventures into weight loss. We read tabloid magazines that have an article on the front page that says guaranteed to lose 15 pounds in 30 days, things like that. We watch infomercials on TV about exercise products and or uh, diets that come in a box. And we, we muddle that over in our minds and we think, well, maybe that would work for me. Maybe I should try that. I've never tried that one before. Maybe I'll try that. And um, even I did that back in the early 90s. I was uh, still in the Navy back then. And... Uh, and I went to Jenny Craig. I went to the actual office they had in a strip mall where I lived. I walked in there and I said, I need to lose some weight. 
And, and I, that's probably exactly how I said it. Well, they were shocked to see me because I was a man <clears throat> and most of their clientele were women. The deal was you, you buy the food and it comes prepackaged and you eat according to their plan. And, um, and you also had access to a person who would counsel you uh, on your diet throughout the process as long as you kept buying the food. And um, so I sat down with this young lady who was probably 21 or 22 years old, and it was just totally awkward from the start because uh, she had never had to, she'd never had a weight loss client that was male before. And it's, it's kind of funny. And, and she looked at me, she says, well, gee, I, I really don't know. And I said, well, you know, how am I supposed to maximize this effort? And she says, uh, Oh, well, I guess you just eat the stuff and weigh in, and if you're having a problem, call me. I said, okay. And uh, so, anyway, did I lose weight on Jenny Craig? Yes, I did. How much weight did I lose? I don't remember. It's probably like 8 or 10 pounds, but, you know, at that time, 8 or 10 pounds was a big weight loss for me. Uh, did I subscribe the second month? No, I didn't. Why not? I didn't order more of their food because the food was horrible and uh and i didn't like it i could suffer for 30 days of it but uh you know that's that's part of the rub with diets you know we get burnt out on it real quick because we we feel deprived and um and uh and we just don't like the stuff we have to eat and so the point being many of us at one point or another have been dissatisfied with how much we weighed, perhaps our, our, our clothing was too snug, perhaps somebody made a comment, most often somebody pretty close to you, because um, people do that. I don't know why, but people sometimes, some people feel a need to comment on your weight. And uh, maybe these days I would make a, a really smart aleck remark to those people, but um, these, these days... You know, I don't have anybody, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, belittling me because of my weight. Uh, could I weigh 10 or 15 pounds less? Sure I could. Um, but why don't I? That's a good question too. And so I wanted to share a little bit about, uh, you know, my weight loss history. Not too much, but just, just some of the, especially the part about getting started. When I began my weight loss process, I'd already historically tried meals in a box, and, and I didn't like them. And so I basically just decided, um, after a stern conversation with my doctor, that I was going to quit eating all the junk food. And so that instantly eliminated uh, you know, the ice cream and sweets and cakes and cookies and pies and and uh, and eventually the snack crackers and the chips. And then later, you know, I greatly reduced or eliminated the starchy foods, uh, namely, you know, potatoes and, and pasta. Well, you know, you start eliminating all that stuff from the typical American diet, and there's not much left in the way of what I would call foods that are fun to eat. And, you know, I tried rice cakes, and I'd rather hit myself in the head with a hammer than eat one of those. 
um, I, I tried um, different types of uh, green tea, and I just don't like it. Is it good for me? Yes, it's a hard, healthy drink. I just don't like it, you know. And part of my early days of weight loss was um, I decided to give up diet soda, uh, probably based on a rumor that I'd heard that diet sodas actually contributed to obesity. And, and have you ever wondered about that statement? It's not the diet soda because it has really no nutritional value to it whatsoever. It doesn't have any sugar. You know, it's just got artificial flavors and water and carbonation, you know, and some artificial sweetener or something. And um, But it doesn't make you fat. What makes you fat while drinking diet sodas is you in your mind negotiate that uh, well if I'm drinking a diet soda it's okay to eat the Snickers bar you follow <laughs> and if I'm going to eat chips it's okay to eat more chips because at least I'm drinking diet soda and I use that kind of logic myself so I understand it I get it but uh, you know for each of us individually the subject of weight is, is a sensitive subject because we are the people who see ourselves in the bathroom mirror and we look and we go oh my gosh what has happened to me you know uh, and we fantasize or dream about getting back to a size we once were and the older we get the prospect of getting back to uh, a size that we were even in our 20s is just unrealistic it may be unrealistic to get back down to where we were in our 30s and certainly I will never ever fit into the size 28 or 30 jeans I wore in high school it's just not gonna have it the, happen the effects of gravity are profound and my body shape is what it is um, you know so anyway in the early days I just stumbled forward uh, by trying to behave myself on these foods that I basically put on a taboo list. You know, I couldn't stop and get the Snickers bar anymore. And I love Snickers. I'm just going to tell you outright. And typically I would stop at a convenience store and I would get a Snickers bar and a diet drink. Well, it, it didn't really make any difference that I was getting a diet drink. Uh, that wasn't helping me with my weight loss. So it's hard it, it's more than hard. It's extremely difficult to decide that you're really, really going to do it this time. Because we've said that before. You know, this time I'm going to do it with a friend and I'm not going to quit and we're going to hold each other accountable. We've all said things like that. You know, I'm going to weigh in every day or every week or, you know, you know, whatever your plan or idea is about how this is going to work for you. But I'm going to tell you, it sounds kind of corny, but the simplest thing that I did was I got a traditional calendar and hung it on my bedroom wall. And on the weigh-in days, I'd go in there and I'd write my weight on those on that calendar where I could see it. And I also made a notation on every day that I exercised. And at that point, I was doing Fitbit. So every day that I got my 10,000 steps or whatever my goal was at the time, I got a star. 
and my goal was to fill the calendar up with stars. And I did, month after month after month. And that was just part of the process. And at that time, I really believed that the exercise was what was making me lose weight. And that's just because I didn't know. The real thing that was making me lose weight was the fact that I got off the extremely high-carbohydrate diet. That was the key. And as I experimented around with different uh, protein bars and workout bars and, and, uh, and other supplements, you know, I found that uh, some things uh, in that market were better than others. And so I started looking for uh, fitness bars or protein bars that had little or no sugar to them. And then I started looking for ones that had uh, higher levels of protein, maybe 30 grams of protein per bar with less than 5 grams of sugars and maybe 10 grams of fiber. And boy, that was a good combo for me. Why? Because I got the protein I needed and I got the fiber I needed and they were tasty. And I'm not even going to say the brand, but you all know if you followed me any length of time that I really like Quest Bars. And there's been some other brands over the years, but um, Quest Bars is, uh, uh, and I didn't have Quest Bars in the beginning, but as time passed, that's the, the brand of protein supplement that I started using regular. Now, the Quest Bars is the replacement for the Snickers bars. About half of the calories of a Snickers bar and virtually none of the sugar and 10 times more fiber. And that's just, health-wise, it's just a win-win-win. But this thing about weight, ah, uh, you know, it's, it's like a recurring bad dream, you know. We come out of wintertime and we... We've hesitated to get on the scales because we didn't want to know how much that we gained through the holidays and through the winter months. And then one day we break down and force ourselves to get on the scales and we, we sometimes get a little shock. Uh, you know, well, I, I figured I'd gained five or six or seven pounds, but I, I gained 15 pounds over winter. How did that happen? And uh, it happens just like it's always happened. Uh, our activity decreased and our uh, time indoors uh, increased. And, uh, and then our holiday foods, you know, we had to have eaten some of it. The diet had to have changed. And it's been hard for me once I lost my weight to stay as strict as I once was. But I'm no longer in the weight loss mode. I'm in the weight maintenance mode. And there, there is a difference. But, you know, I had a target weight I wanted to achieve. I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast before. But, um, and it was the weight I was when I graduated high school, about 160 pounds. And since I'm not a tall guy, 160 pounds is... Uh, it's not exactly what you would call skinny, but, you know, it was a good weight for me. So I wanted to, when I really got serious about the weight loss and, and I'd gone through two and a half years of it, I, I set my goal weight at 
160 pounds, but I was going to be satisfied with 162. And so I'd already demonstrated after having lost uh, about 90 pounds at that point that I knew how to do this. I knew how to eliminate the fat that was stored on my body with a combination of really, really clean, healthy, low-carb eating and regular exercise. And the further along I got, the, the more the exercise increased and, and became more varied. I went from just walking to lifting and from just lifting to lifting heavy, going to the gym and working out on machines. And, and, uh, and I started building a lot of muscle which is, you know, a whole nother subject in itself, but possible at any age. You know, we train muscles, they will grow at any age. We also have to be sure we feed those muscles. So, you know, there'll never be a time when I say, I'll just skip the protein. No, I'm going to say get your protein every blessed day and, and get plenty of it, you know. Um, and sometimes I hear people propose diets that just sound weird to me. I've heard of, I've heard of some people that eat nothing but meat. I personally don't think that's a good idea for bowel health reasons. Uh, I don't think it's a good idea because of nutrient reasons. I've heard of people talking about eating nothing but eggs for weeks. Well, I like eggs as much as the next guy, but I don't think I could do that, and I still would be kind of concerned about getting a nutritional balance. So what am I talking about? What am I talking about? I'm talking about that 160 pounds because um, July the 4th of 2015, I believe it was, I hit my low weight. It was 172 pounds. And, uh, and I, I was ecstatic. I was ecstatic. It, it, 172 pounds, you know, it had been since back in my military days that I'd weighed 172 pounds. And, uh, and I just presumed that because I had been steadily losing weight for three years at that point, slow but steady, I just presumed that 172 was just another tick mark on the, on the downward slide of my weight. And folks, I got surprised. I got to 172 pounds, and no matter how much I intensified my workouts, which by then included running, no matter how much more I tried to restrict carbs in my diet and count calories and everything, I just hit the wall at 172 pounds, and my body said it was done dropping excess fat. Could I have taken extreme measures at that point, like prolonged fasting or anything like that? Yeah, I could have, but it might not have been healthy for me. Remember, before I started losing weight, I was very sick, and then I was getting well in the process, and... Um, and learning more about nutrition and exercise, learning more about all of it. And, uh, I mean, you know, my body fat percentage was low for anybody. I mean, I was down around 14%, which is, you know, 
it's it's low. Uh, you know, for men, a body fat percentage of 14% is about 8% lower than what's uh, typically recommended as okay. So 22% for men is a is considered a healthy body fat percentage. And you know, what is body fat? That means if you sliced me and diced me into protein and water and, um, you know, or I should say muscle and water uh, and bones and all of that, when you got done a full 14% or 22% of what was left would be just pure old-fashioned body fat. And that's considered to be a healthy point for men. So I was way below that. So, you know, I didn't look fat. I had some loose skin and other things like that. But I reached the wall of weight loss in that I couldn't get it to come down even one more pound. And over the next few months, I stayed right there around 172, 73, 74 and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I'd go up a pound, I'd go down a pound, I'd go up two pounds, I'd go down three pounds. And that's when I learned that, you know, you don't get to one weight and just stay there. Your weight is always changing, uh, you know, and it's, it's not that, you know, I'm adding three pounds of fat in a week because that's impossible, but, you know, the amount of fluid that I'm carrying, the amount of water that I'm carrying. Um, when you're lifting, you tend to retain more water in your muscles. And so you can lift heavy for, you know, for a week and, uh, and get swole, as they say. And you really are swell, uh, swollen because your, your muscles are engorged with water and that water weighs. And if you're doing legs and chest and back and shoulders and, you know, and all the rest of it, and spread throughout your body, you could you could be retaining up to a half gallon of water. Well, that's four pounds, bam, right there, but it's not fat. And so I got kind of disappointed because I really wanted to hit that goal of about 160 pounds. And it never happened. And I don't believe it will ever happen in the future. Uh, one, I'm not willing to to do silly things like prolonged fasting. I'm just, I'm just not willing to do that. Uh, two, I have learned in the years since my weight loss that my weight fluctuates throughout the year, and it fluctuates regardless of what I do. And, and three, these days I can eat in moderation some of the things that I didn't eat at all for three years. You know, if I want a handful of cheese at crackers, these days I will eat them. Um, for a while there, I ate no fruit. These days, I eat almost daily some type of fruit. This week, it's blackberries. Why am I talking about this? Because many of you have struggled with weight, you've tried the diets, uh, and you've had goals. Sometimes those goals are unrealistic. And so rather than doing what I did and saying, okay, I weigh 288 pounds or whatever it was at the time, and I want to weigh one, did I say 288 pounds, and I want to weigh 160, uh, that's, you know, I'd have to lose 122 pounds to make that happen. What if in the beginning I'd said, okay, I weigh uh, 288 pounds, 
and I want to weigh uh, 275. That's 13 pounds. I'd, I, that's, that, would been, that would have been realistic, but I never did slice and dice it in that kind of a way. I just stayed on my eating regimen, and I weighed in, and I used a calorie tracker, uh, my fitness pal, and, um, and, you know, and I, I tried to do it as best as I knew uh, at the time, and my results were slow. You know, I didn't lose 105 pounds in, in uh, one year. I lost part of it the first year, part of it the second year, and part of it the third year. But when I got done, you know, voila, I was done. What I didn't know was that I was really, really done because I would never, ever drop much below uh, or any below 172 pounds, despite how much I ran, how much I lifted, what I ate, and almost in a like a uh, pendulum effect, I lost down to 172, and then my weight came back up, in part because of weightlifting, up to about 182. And I believe that my true weight, what is my normal weight, in season, off season, I believe that weight is 182 pounds. And, and it's a healthy weight for me. At that point, my body fat is about 17 or 18 percent. I'm healthy. My blood work is good. And, uh, and so it's really a good thing at this point that I'm not hung up on the fantasy of weighing 160 pounds because I would forever feel like a failure. So if you're in the weight loss process and you've made some really good progress that you've, you've lost uh, a, a big chunk of weight, whatever that is for you, uh, and you're going to reach that point, I predict, uh, in, in days, weeks, months, maybe even a year to come, where the weight just won't move downward anymore, and you may be at your ideal weight for you at your age. All right? This is not one of those things we can go into a doctor's office and say, okay, I'm male, I'm 63 years old, and I'm five foot seven. go over here on the chart, and, and I'm going to weigh that. Because I'm going to tell you, for me, it says I should weigh no more than 155 pounds. And I don't, I don't care who says what. I, c I could not make that happen short of starvation. Or, and this is another rub too, if you're working out, the only way that sometimes you can lose more weight is through muscle loss. And that's the one thing we really, really want to avoid as we age. Uh, who needs to know how much we weigh? Best friend? Your mother? Your spouse? Your kids? Mm, no, none of the above. Uh, when you were in the Navy, uh, like I was, uh, you know, the Navy wanted to know. And so they put you on the scales and weighed you. But the only person that really knows to, needs to know exactly how much you weigh is your doctor. And that's just for documentation. That's all. And uh, so, you know, people are really interested in us when we're losing weight. 
They want to know how many pounds. And they will check back in with you. And I know there are some listening to this podcast right now that have had really good success this last year. People are curious about what you've done and how you did it and what your secret is and whether or not you had weight loss surgery and uh, if you're taking any kind of prescriptions or pills and stuff. And they ask really invasive questions. But, you know, your weight is more personal than your toothbrush. Uh, information about your weight is personal as well. And, um, you know, if, if I believe people really cared about us when they ask us about our weight, it would be one thing. But they don't. Sometimes it's just fodder for gossip. You know, they can say, well, I talked to so-and-so, and she said she's now lost uh, X number of pounds. And then in that circle, they can speculate about whether you will lose any more or whether you're going to gain it back and, you know, things like that. So I don't feed that monster, you know. Now, these days, everybody's used to me being about the size I am. And so nobody asks about my weight loss anymore. All my family and friends that know me, they know by now that, you know, I lost weight and I got healthy again. And uh, But in the early days, some of them asked some pretty invasive and personal questions about what I was doing. And uh, me personally, I don't care how you get healthy because the things you do to get healthy are all healthy things, you know. Um, at least three people that I have been involved with as a trainer have selected uh, weight loss surgery of one kind or another. Uh, how do I feel about that? Do I think they were weak? Do I think they were uh, silly? No, because I know that when somebody has done everything reasonable to try and lose weight and they're knocking on diabetes' door, um, weight loss surgery is an option that is proven to work and stop diabetes in its tracks unless it's progressed so far that it's too late to do that. So, you know, I really don't care how people lose their weight. I really don't care what diet they choose as long as the nutrition is there. It's, it's all about nutrition. It's all about feeding your body exactly what it needs to be healthy. Uh, it's not about salads, and it's not about starvation, and it's not about fasting. It's about giving your body the building blocks and the chemicals, because that's what food is. It's just a form of a chemical that your body needs that has the amino acids and the vitamins and minerals and protein and, yes, even fat that your body needs to keep itself healthy. Trust me, your body knows exactly what to do with all of those healthy ingredients. What your body doesn't know what to do with is all those excessive carbs, especially the easy carbs like sugars and sweets and things like that. Uh, so why do a podcast on this? Because we've all struggled with weight. We don't want to struggle with weight any longer. We have goals. Some of those goals are realistic. Some of them, we're, we're just, we're just kind of shooting out there for gold and hoping we, we hit it, you know. Uh, we don't know exactly what weight loss is going to look for us given our present age and everything we've been through and whatever conditions, diseases, ailments, ills that we have, you know, it all factors. So, you know, 
This I do know. Every time somebody loses about 15 pounds, there's an appreciable improvement in their overall health markers. So let's say a guy weighs 220 pounds and he loses down to 205, his blood work gets better. Now, I'm saying this presuming that he lost those 15 pounds in a healthy way, not starvation, uh, not a month-long fast. So always, you know, yeah, we want to look good and we want to fit into clothes that, that are flattering and all of that, but the goal always has to be health. If the goal is just appearance, I'm afraid you're going to be disappointed. And this is the final point I wanted to make. When I got done with all my weight loss and I could run a 5K in under 30 minutes, I felt like I was on top of the world. But when I took my clothes off and got ready to get in the shower and I looked at myself in the mirror, it wasn't a pretty sight. You know, I, I had loose skin. I suddenly had a turkey neck that I'd never had before. My face looked sallow and, and sunken. And, uh, and I looked kind of sickly. Now, I was in pretty good shape and I felt pretty good, but I looked like death. So there's a balance in this process but the one thing you may not get in weight loss is what's already up there in your mind about how you want to look. Yeah, I added muscle, good size biceps, triceps, strong forearms, good muscular legs. I got all of that. But you know what? I still got the damage from my obesity hanging around my waistline. I still have an excess of skin. I've still got surgical scars from years uh, ago. And, uh, you know, it's just a hot mess. But you know what? I'm 63 years old and happily married. I don't go to the beach and take my shirt off or to the pool and take my shirt off anyway. And I don't care if anybody likes the end result. I'm healthy. You hear me? I'm healthy. And that's really all that matters. Until next time, this is Papa Gene on the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I hope you have a really healthy journey in your efforts at losing some weight. Until next time, may the good Lord bless you.